Life Audio. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And today we are going to talk about relationships. We are going to discuss relationships, perhaps uh, not from the perspective that we normally discuss relationships. We spend a lot of time asking the question, how can I find the right person? How can I find the right people? Uh, I need to have the right group in my life. I need good relationships. Where do I find those We're not going to approach it from that perspective today. In fact, we're going to approach it from the perspective of how can I be the right person in a relationship? How can I have the right perspectives on relationships? Today, I want to give you seven thoughts on relationships and how to have a good relationship, how to be good in a relationship. And I trust that this will be a help to you. So often, what we need in our lives is just a shift of perspective. We need things to look a little bit different so that we can see them more clearly and we can understand what it is we should do. And that is my goal today. We'll get into that in just a second. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Before we do, though, thank you again for joining me. Uh, look forward to this conversation and this show every single week and the opportunities that I have to be able to share with you. And sometimes it's through a great interview. Often it's uh, thoughts that I've had and things that uh, are happening in my life that I'm able to learn from and then try to help you learn from as well. Go to my website if you have not yet, jeremystalnecker.com, jeremystalnecker.com. That is my website. There you will find information about me personally. You'll also find links out to all of my socials. My blog is there. Other podcasts that I'm involved with, everything is there, kind of the hub for all of the things that I'm involved with. So please go and check that out. And then I want to mention, again, you're going to hear this from me a lot over the next uh, several weeks, of course, uh, is uh, our 22 for 22 challenge 22 for 22 challenge.com that's 22 those are the numbers letters f-o-r then the numbers 22 challenge.com 22 for 22 challenge.com that is the site where we are hosting this upcoming challenge i've been talking about beginning october 21st through november 11th veterans day november 11th 
I will be running a marathon a day. That's 22 days. And uh, again, I've discussed this. If you've heard it, you can just stop listening right now or whatever. But uh, this is really an opportunity for me personally to do something a little bit bigger that I can use to draw attention to the fact that more than 22 veterans every single day take their lives. uh, And we believe the number is much higher than that. Through the work of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, we address this directly and we work with folks who are struggling in this area. But this is for me to bring attention. And then we have the opportunity to have you register on the 22for22challenge.com website. You can register, do an event. It doesn't have to be a marathon. It, it, in fact, it would be weird if it was probably. Uh, I'm the only one that needs to do this. But pick something that you would like to do for 22 straight days that period of time from October 21st through November 11th. Uh, run a mile, walk a mile, do something else, whatever it is you're going to do, register there, and then you can send your personalized link out to your network of friends and acquaintances, relationships that we'll talk about later on today. Um, You can send your link out to them, ask those folks to sponsor what you are doing for 22 days. Uh, All of those donations then go back to the Mighty Oaks Foundation, allow us to sponsor men and women through our programs. So we would love for you to participate in that, 22for22challenge.com is where you'll find that. I'd encourage you to check that out. All right, a lot of good things. But to the subject at hand, today we're going to talk about relationships. Uh, relationships we often approach from the perspective of, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, from the perspective of how can I find the right person or the right people or the right group to enter into a relationship with. Now, it would be weird if we said it exactly like that, but you know what I mean. Uh, Maybe I am trying to find someone I can have that lifelong partnership with, a spouse. Where do I find that person? Uh, What should I expect from that person? What does that look like? We look at it that way. Uh, Maybe it's not a spouse. Perhaps it's something else that's going on in our lives, and we just simply want to have a friend group or whatever that is, those relationships in our lives. How do we find those people? How do we connect with those people? So often that's the way that we approach it. What we need to do, however, (laughs) and that's important, you need the right people in your life, but what we need to do is understand how we can be the right people, how we can be the right person. How can I, in a relationship, be what I need to be to truly develop a relationship that's meaningful, not just to me, but to the other person or people involved? And uh, I want to talk about that. So I've got seven thoughts for you today. This is kind of a list we're going to run down. And I want to begin with, first of all, number one, understanding the importance of relationships. We need to understand the importance of of relationships. Now, if you're listening to this, hopefully you get this. Um, I, I think most of us kind of inherently understand this, but we were not created by God to be alone. In fact, if you go all the way back to the book of Genesis, God created everything, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, uh, all of the animals in the water, out of the water. He created man, that is Adam. He looked at everything after saying it was good. Then he looked at man and he said, hey, it's not good that man should be alone. Everything I've created is good. Everything is wonderful. Everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. It's all good, except for man. He's alone. And then God, the Bible tells us, brought Eve to be a a help, uh, a partner to him, brought him into relationship. 
We see this uh, demonstrated and then talked about throughout Scripture. But we even know that when Jesus left heaven and came to earth, he was born uh, perfect and sinless. We talk so often about that and how important that is. But when Jesus began his earthly ministry, what did he do? He gathered some people around himself. We talk about the disciples and, and what we mostly mean by that, or what we most often mean by that, are the 12 disciples, those 12 men that traveled with him. But what we learn from the New Testament is that there was a, a large group of disciples, a lot of people that followed Jesus from place to place, and that group would get bigger or smaller. The people may change uh, as he moved from one place to another. There were a lot of people around. But Jesus invested in the 12. The 12 disciples that we talk about and the 12 disciples that really led the movement of establishing churches and spreading Christianity around the world. He invested in those people. When Jesus was near the time when his life would be taken from him or he'd give up his life on the cross, he was about to be crucified by his creation, murdered by his creation. What an amazing story. He went to the garden to pray, to prepare, and he took his disciples, he took his uh, friends, if you will, those relationships, those people that had been with him, he took them with him. Even as Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked down from where he was hanging on the cross, and he saw his mother there, and he saw uh, John, the disciple John. Relationships are so important. As Jesus is hanging on the cross, he says, John, take care of my mom. That relationship was important. Uh, throughout the New Testament, other examples, but uh, interestingly, when the Apostle Paul would finish a letter, the writings of the Apostle Paul, what we call epistles, they're letters that were sent to churches, letters of instruction. As he finished each one of those, he would list out people that meant something to him, people that he had relationships with. He'd call them out by name. We see this throughout Scripture, and we understand this, that as humans, we were created by God to operate in relationship with others. Two are better than one, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us. We need to understand the importance of relationships. Now, <clears throat> I'm a person that I, I like to have friends, obviously. I like to have uh, people in my life, but I do fine without people. <laughs> I can do fine alone. I don't always feel like I have to be around people all of the time. And so it's easy for someone who's wired like me to say, I don't need those relationships and I don't need to invest in those relationships. You know what I've had to learn and understand is that without the right people in my life, I'll never be all that God wants me to be. There's a saying, I thought about it this morning. If you want to go fast, you go by yourself, right? You can think about this in running or uh, riding a bicycle, swimming, doing whatever else you want to in life. If you want to move fast, make quick decisions and do things quickly, go by yourself so you don't have anyone else holding you back, right? But if you want to go far, if you want to go far, you need to have the right people in your life. Take someone with you. And I've experienced this even in, in endurance running and endurance sports. Uh, being alone, that can be a good place to be because you need to be focused. But there comes a time when you need the right people. I've talked about this. You need the right people to support you and to encourage you. You're not meant to be alone. Relationships are important. That's a starting point, right? So understand you need to have good relationships in your life. Number two, 
You need to focus on being right in relationships. Focus on being right in relationships. This is what I have alluded to already as we've gotten into this. Um, But this is critical. Instead of constantly looking to other people to be right, and you need the right kind of people in your life, absolutely. You need the right relationships in your life, undoubtedly. (laughs) Uh, We've talked about that, and I've even talked about that a little bit on this podcast in the past. You need the right people. You need someone who sees the world that you, the way that you see the world and who's coming at it the way that you're coming at it and, and, and all of those things. You need that. But we can spend so much time focusing on other people that we fail to look back and ask the question, am I being right? Be right in relationships. Your first priority in a relationship is to focus on being right. What does it mean to be right? It means to be the person that you were called and created by God to be. Be right. Um, Be humble. (laughs) Serve others. Think of other people before you think of yourself. Uh, Live to be a blessing. Reflect Christ. Honor Him. Glorify Him. Be right. Now, here's what this does. Number one, it keeps you in the right frame of mind and in the right place. Your focus is on being right. Number two, people who don't want to be right, don't want to reflect God, don't want to live for Him, don't want to be people of character, those people will drift away if you're focused on being right. You will attract the right kind of people. And, (laughs) I was going to say more, more importantly, I don't know that it's more importantly, but also... You'll be a blessing to the other people that are in that relationship. Focus on being right. Number one, understand relationships are important. Number two, practically focus on being right in relationships. If we could help our kids understand this, man, the pressure of how everyone else acts would largely go away. I want people to be nice to my kids. It makes me mad when I hear that they're not. (laughs) But more than anything, I want my kids to be solid in who they are. They'll be disappointed. They could even be hurt if someone's not nice to them or someone, um, even beyond just not being nice, actually mistreats them. But if their focus was on being right, they'll be able to deal with that and continue moving on in their own lives, continue moving forward. Number three. There is being right relationships. But number three, there's understanding there are different types of relationships. This is critical. Uh, When we talk about relationships, we have a picture in our mind of of what that means. Maybe that means an intimate relationship with a spouse. Maybe it means a close friendship. Maybe it means a relationship with children. Realize, recognize (laughs) that all of these relationships are different. Your work relationships although they should be civil and and even enriching and relationships that you enjoy being a part of, they don't need to be close friendship relationships. You can have a relationship with your mechanic. You can have a relationship with uh, people at church. Have a relationship with the people you work with. Have a relationship with your extended family. Have a relationship certainly with your spouse and with your children. But recognize that all of those relationships are different. We're going to get to this in a minute. But if we don't get that, 
then we're constantly going to be trying to shove aspects of relationships and characteristics of relationships in places they should not be. You need to be a person of character. You need to focus on being right. You need to focus on living the life that God has called you to live, a life that honors and glorifies Him. We talked about that last week. You need to focus on all of that. And understand there are people I work around that may not have the same worldview I have. That's okay. That's a different type of relationship. But know where the line is. Don't get advice from those people about how you should raise your kids or how you should act in your marriage relationship or whatever the case. Um, Have a good relationship with your mechanic. I think you should. Even laugh if you can. Have a good time. But understand they're there to fix your car. (laughs) Get advice on your car and maintenance and all of those things. But don't, unless that person does share your worldview, and maybe they do, but don't put that on them. Understand there are different relationships. Now, in everything, you should live a life that glorifies God. You should use every opportunity you have to point others to Him, certainly. But don't find value in a relationship that doesn't exist. The value, I mean, not the relationship. The relationship may be there, but there may be a value that's not attached to that. Don't attach it just because you happen to be in proximity to that person. It's okay to have different types of relationships. Recognize that. Not everyone has to be your best friend. And just because someone isn't your best friend doesn't mean they need to be your enemy either. (laughs) Teenage girls are really good at this. They're not my best friend, so I hate them. They're not my best friend, so I'm not going to talk to them. Understand, there are different relationships in your life. There should be different relationships in your life. Uh, Be right in relationships. Understand there are different types of relationships. Uh, Next, and this goes along, I guess, with number two, but always be a follower of Christ first. Always be a follower of Christ first. This goes along with being right in your relationships, but always be a follower of Christ first. As you focus on being the right kind of person, being the right person in a relationship, don't ever forget that your number one priority is being a Christian, being a Christ follower. This this is critical in every relationship. This is critical in a marriage relationship. We want our spouse to do what we want them to do. Sometimes they do things that are contrary to God and His Word. We want to control them or bring them back or or get them to respond to us in a way that we want them to respond. The focus should always be for you to be a follower of Christ first. What does God want me to do? How would God want me to live? I can't control other people, but I can control myself in a work situation. This is so important. There are a lot of very good people, and I I believe this, good people who get caught up in things that are very wrong in a work setting. Uh, Maybe it's something with finances or some ethical dilemma that they're faced with because they get pulled along by other people. We we see this in the law enforcement community. Uh, People who are just kind of peripherally attached, but the group that they're attached to goes down a bad path and they get pulled along with it. Remember that you are always, if you're a Christian, you are a Christian first. You're a Christ follower first. That's number one. And that will allow you then to focus on what you're supposed to do, even when other people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. But it will also keep you safe because it will keep you 
in the place that God created you to be. Be a Christ follower first. Next, number five, live to serve. In relationships, live to serve. We could go to Philippians chapter two. I won't go there and and read all the way through that. I have done that. But Philippians chapter two, as the apostle Paul is writing, he's writing to a church congregation. So these are Christian people. And he says that those people should not esteem themselves more highly than they ought but that they should serve others. They should have the mind of Christ. Then he explains what the mind of Christ was. God coming to earth in human form and humbling himself to be obedient to death, even the death of the cross. He, he did what only he could do. He served humanity. And that's the standard that we're given in Philippians chapter 2. We should always seek to serve. Now, here's the funny thing. If you are focused on being right and focused on first being a Christ follower, you're staying where God wants you to be, and you're living to serve others. Our fear is that they'll take advantage of us. No one is asking anyone else to be taken advantage of. Ask for wisdom to know when that's happening and walk away from that relationship. But if you are in a relationship with a person that values you for who you are and understands that you are seeking first to be Christ-like, a follower of Christ, as you serve them... Not only will that be fulfilling for you, that's what God has modeled to you through Christ, but they will respond to your service to them. And it becomes a mutual service. This is Ephesians chapter 5. We sometimes talk about mutual submission in marriage, and there are roles in marriage, and they're very clearly defined. But there is a submission, one to another, the wife to God, there is a submission to the roles that we've been given. And as we submit to those roles, and as we seek to serve others as unto the Lord, a blessing comes from that relationship. Instead of looking at a relationship and asking the question, what can I get? Look at the relationship and ask the question, what can I give? How can I serve in this relationship? Be right. Understand there are different types of relationships. Be a follower of Jesus Christ first. Live to serve. And then view clearly or see clearly what your expectations of others should be. In relationships, it is easy to put expectations on people that are not fair. (laughs) You put an expectation on your spouse or on your kids or on the people you work with or the people you're on the sports team with or go to church with. You put expectations on them that aren't fair. You expect for them to do things that, A, you haven't told them you expect them to do, B, they may not be able to do, and C, is inappropriate given the relationship that you have with them. Have right expectations of the people in your life, and those expectations should be based on, or number three, the fact that there are different types of relationships. These two go hand in hand. There are different types of relationships. I mentioned this. People you work with, people you work for, people you go to church with, uh, your spouse, your kids, extended family relationships. There are different types of relationships. Your expectations should reflect the fact that there are different types of relationships. Have expectations that are appropriate for the type of relationship. What you expect from your spouse should reflect what the Bible 
excuse me, outlines for a spouse. What you respect of a coworker should be what your business, the place that you work, outlines for coworkers, what you should expect from them in their current role at your workplace, uh, and on and on. Your kids, uh, someone who provides a service of some kind. These relationships, your expectations of them should reflect where they fall. Um, we see this in families all the time when a child gets married the expectations of the parent on that child need to change because the relationship has changed. No longer are they living in your home under your authority. They're now married and living a life with a family of their own. There should still be an expectation, but the expectation should change. Um, So many other examples I could give of this, but have the right expectations. Expect the right thing from the people in your life based on where they fall in those relationships. Number seven, always be right. I come back to this, right? I think this is the third way that I have said this. (laughs) I've got seven points. Basically, three of them are very similar. Always be right. Don't sacrifice your character or devotion to God. Don't sacrifice your character or devotion to God. The first way I said this was focus on being right. You need to be the right kind of person in that relationship. The second way I said this was, always be a follower of Christ. Understand that your job always is to reflect Him. Now finally, always be right. What should I do? Be right. They're not acting right. You act right. Uh, My spouse is struggling over here. Be right. My kids, be right. My uh, co-worker, be right. Always be right. Don't sacrifice your character or your devotion to God. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11 reflects for us, tells us that we were created to give glory to God. Always be right. Relationships are so important. And it is critical to find the right kind of people to be in relationship with. If you are looking for a uh, an employee, find the right kind of employee that has the right qualifications. They can do the job. They have the demeanor, the personality to fit into your work culture, whatever that is. Find the right person. If you're looking for a spouse, find the right person that reflects your values and sees the world the way that you see the world, and, and on and on throughout your relationships. You're looking for a good mechanic? Find one with good ratings that knows how to fix a car. Uh, look for the right qualifications for the person that you need in that relationship. Understand that all relationships are different, but In all of it, you need to focus on being right, serving others, living for God first. And as you do that, God will bless you with the right people at the right time, in the right way. But in all of it, you will have the confidence in knowing that you're doing what God wants you to do. Now, how does this apply to our March or Die show? I've spent a lot of time talking about how we should not fight the fights of life alone. We need to move forward together, absolutely. But if you find yourself stuck and you need to take that next step, you need to march, having the wrong people in your life or having the wrong expectations of the people in your life or of not accepting responsibility for your part in that relationship will also prevent you from moving forward. We need the right people. 
we need to treat those people the way they should be treated, given their status of relationship. But in all of it, we should seek first to be right. Because at the end of the day, we can't control anyone else. But if we know we are doing right, being right, living for Christ first, then we can take confidence in that reality. Having relationships and having the right relationships, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. (laughs) But if you want to go far and make a difference and leave a legacy, then you need to bring the right people along, maintaining who God created you to be in those very important relationships. Take some time, if you have not yet, to subscribe to this show. That would be fantastic. Visit the 22for22challenge.com website. You can learn more about the work that we're doing. Jump over to Life Audio when you get a chance. Would love to see you. Find some other great podcasts on lifeaudio.com. That would be fantastic. And finally, remember that when the bullets of life are coming your direction, when it seems like your world is falling apart or worse, blowing up, You only have two choices. Will you stay where you are and die, or will you march? The choice is always yours. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, These men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.